Now let me now let me say something. Let me say something here. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I believe this is Do You Know the Mob? <laughs> I am your co-host, Sam Yobren. And over here, not partner in crime. We're not criminals. It's true. But he's my partner. We're not criminals. We are law-abiding citizens. Yeah, my not, name is Brandon Ellis, folks. And we're not married. We're not we're just, ma- well, we're just partners. Well, <laughs> not married to each other. Yes, I am married, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank you for joining us. Please uh, make sure to subscribe and to, uh, you know, follow us on social media. And listener discretion is what I keep forgetting to say every time. We do forget We do sometimes. want our audience to know this may not be suitable for all children. We do not suggest joining the mob. We are not recommending this. We're not advocating that Hear it from at us all. Here. You know, like those investment uh, podcasts or investment stuff they have to put, you know, this is not investment advice. Please do not. <laughs> We're not advertising We're- we're just here to share the story. <laughs> it's true. We're just storytellers, nothing else. Um, yes. But on that note, we're going to keep going. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Brandon. You can't cheat because we're in person. But we are going to play the game Ivy League or not. Ivy League or not. Got so it. I'm going to give you the person. Oh, I thought it was going to be the school. And then you have to tell me if they were in the Ivy League or not like did they graduate from ivy league school Oops. or not so for example uh if i i mean i'm not going to give you anything tricky like this but uh mark zuckerberg would not fall like if i said mark zuckerberg you would i wouldn't give you him but he didn't graduate ivy league he did he graduate no he was his business was so successful he, he oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, maybe now? that was a bad example Let's say, uh, let's say now? I say, what's up if I said Kim Kardashian, all right? You no. would, okay, exactly, yeah. So she did not. I don't know where she went, but I don't <laughs> Dear Lord, please, oh, yeah. All right, so first one, Natalie Portman. Did she go to an Ivy League school or not? No. You would be incorrect. Natalie Portman is, I, I think she's a doctor, actually, but she went to Harvard. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she, not only is she beautiful, but she's smart. Wow. <laughs> she's got it all. <laughs> All right, next one. Walt Disney. Did he go to an Ivy League school? No. You'd be correct. He was a high school dropout. I'm proud of him. Walt Disney was like, that's right. That's right. Okay, John Rockefeller. Yes. You'd be incorrect. He was a business school dropout. I didn't write down the business school, but I don't think it was Ivy League. <laughs> wow. Uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yes. Yeah, he's Harvard. Mm. Harvard guy. I love when we find out the famous actors or actresses, you know, the ones we love. Yeah. <laughs> Helen Keller. Helen Keller. Yes. I, I don't know much about her, so I didn't realize this, but she went to Harvard. Did you know that? I just assumed that if she went to college, it had to be a smart one. <laughs> it had to be all in or nothing. Here's a smart person. Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein. Yes. You would be incorrect. High school dropout. Oh. High school dropout. No. Now, I feel like he did go back to school. But I don't think it was. I believe, on, yeah. So, Conan O'Brien, Conan O'Brien, did he go to an Ivy League school? Or yes, not? you'd be correct. He also went to Harvard. He has a really funny speech, and you can look it up on YouTube. It's uh, he gives a speech. Uh, who was it? I think it was Dartmouth. <laughs> it's really funny. He's like, "Congratulations, 
you are now you and 92 percent of what other people do in america <laughs> you you're above eight percent of people <laughs> um thomas edison thomas edison did he go to ivy league school okay i know i keep saying yes but in my mind it all sounds right yes did he go it says no he was oh. homeschooled by his mom growing up Okay, I, in my mind, I'm like, mom. yeah, all these guys were really smart. They had. I feel like you know, mom school. That's pretty. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, all right, and we'll throw a few more. Uh, Colonel Sanders. Did Colonel Sanders go to an Ivy League school? No, you'd be correct. He uh, grew up in Indiana, actually. Uh, he dropped out in seventh grade. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like he. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. The actor. The actress. Yeah, Whoopi. Actress. Uh, she's on the View now. Um, yeah, she probably went to Ivy League. Uh, actually, no, she's a high school dropout as well. Oh my gosh, I should drop out of school. Here, I'll give you one. Uh, Bill Nye. Bill Nye. He went to. He went to. He went to Cornell. Ever heard of it? <laughs> Just like the office. <laughs> the of lesser of the Ivy Leagues. All right, how about Doctor Seuss? Did Doctor Seuss go to no. Ivy League? Well? Incorrect. He went to Dartmouth. Oh, Dartmouth, Dartmouth yeah. yeah, big Dartmouth green man. Uh, and we'll do a couple more. John Legend. Did John Legend go to no. Ivy League? He went to Penn. He's a smart man, apparently. Oh, it's Penn, Penn is not Penn, okay, yeah. Penn is, yeah, Penn is. And then um, let's do Benjamin Franklin. No. You'd be correct. Benjamin Franklin dropped out of grade school. So who needs who needs school, right? And then last but not least, oh, okay, there's two more I want to do. Jeff Bezos. Did Jeff Bezos go to an Ivy League school? Or was he like his counterparts, his tech counterparts, and dropped out? He didn't go to an Ivy League. He did. He graduated from Princeton. Dang it. He did. And last but not least, James Franco. Did James Franco go to... He had to have gone to Ivy League. He did. If it's he, in this question, he had to have gone. He went to Yale. Yeah. It just seems so... He's so funny. You wouldn't One of it. my friends from high school saw him in Oklahoma at Stillwater. I don't know why. And they took a photo of him. Wonder, and was he doing a movie? I don't or? know what they were doing out there. That's pretty but cool. But he was like at a restaurant. I wonder if he's like cool in person. Because he seems funny and cool in, real, in the movies. But Maybe. Probably. I, I mean, know, I we kind of like, hope so. I think people are just kind of like, at the end of the day, just people. You like to think. You like to think. I do like to think that. <laughs> well, we are doing, uh, this is kind of a fun nickname. We're doing Vincent Mad Dog Cole. <laughs> Mad Dog. This nickname is funny to me, Brandon, because uh, I don't know if this is useless information for you, but I don't know if you heard. I used to sell sweet <laughs> sweet corn and when i sold sweet corn the funniest part of that is actually not that i sold sweet corn i sold sweet corn with a guy who went by the name mad dog <laughs> he was an older guy i hope he's still alive he was like oh, in his boy. 70s and he's like you know why they call me mad dog i'm like no he said because i played defense in high school basketball like a mad dog <laughs> i was like oh, his high school name is still going <laughs> that's strong. how big of a deal indiana basketball is so <laughs> oh my god so how played... old were you doing this oh i was not high schooler oh my gosh <laughs> so anyways mad dogs is a funny name to me and i always think of that so we'll have to see why vincent was called that but dog uh, yeah so vincent so you pronounce vincent sounds right cole was born in guidor ireland so we got another irish guy <clears throat> i <clears throat> sorry i got a little cough in my throat on july 20th 1908 before he turned one years old his irish parents moved him to the u.s usa he was one of seven kids who was raised by his family in the Bronx of New York City. They grew up super poor, and his father left the family when he was just early age. So his mom 
took care of his uh, um, him and his five siblings. Uh, excuse me, five of his siblings died before Vincent turned twelve. Oh, so really rough. Yeah. Oh gosh. It's kind of like that scary. I feel like in history you probably learned this when immigrants moved in and they didn't live in they lived in close quarters. It was disease filled. I feel like yeah. there's stereotypes heading up here. Really sad. Yeah. So him and his brother got moved to a Catholic orphanage. Okay. His mom and his five siblings died. His dad left. So they're, they're orphans and they kept getting in trouble. They eventually were sent to live with their aunt in a large Irish neighborhood. Cole kept getting into trouble in the Catholic school and started hanging out with the local gang called the Gophers. We've heard of them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Small world in the mob, mob world. <laughs> mob wow. World. So the young gangsters dreamed of being like uh, baby uh, gophers. <laughs> uh, well, you kind of have to wonder. Maybe I think he was part of the beginning. It's because early 1900s, but yeah, maybe. Um, despite doing poorly in school, Vincent Cole was a fast learner on the streets. That's what they say about me. You know, I might have been slow in school, but fast in the streets. <laughs> Is that what they say? Now? Street smart, right? <laughs> and he got the attention of the famous mobster. We've mentioned him before, Dutch Schultz. Dutch. Hmm. I think he was kind of a leader, ringleader for a lot of them. Uh, so this all happened during Prohibition Act in what we call the Volstead Act. Brandon, can you break down the Volstead Act for us, for our audience? Yes. Um, you're probably wondering, why is it called the Volstead Act? Mm -hmm. Well, I it am. was named after Judiciary Chairman Andrew Volstead of Minnesota. Oh. And this law is much more famous for <laughs> establishing Prohibition. Mm -hmm. Um Define the process and procedure of banning alcohol beverages and all that, distribution and production. And the famous words that Chairman Volstead said defending the act, stating, The American people have said that they do not want any liquor sold. And they have said emphatically by passing almost unanimously the Constitutional Amendment. What a quote. <laughs> and it passed on July 22nd, 1919, with a vote of 287 to 100. Now, you hear someone say that quote and you wonder, is that actually what everyone was saying? Um, <laughs> and it remained in it remained law until the 21st Amendment, which repealed Prohibition in 1933. Um, we've talked a lot around this act, but I'll kind of fill in a little bit more. Um, this act is what made all these a lot of these gangsters' lives possible during the 1920s, uh, such as Al Capone, as we mentioned. They became rich and were admired locally and nationally. Law enforcement was difficult because the gangs became so rich they were often able to bribe underpaid and understaffed law enforcement personnel. Um, and actually, many citizens were sympathetic to the bootleggers, bootleggers and respect citizens were lured by the romance of illegal speakeasies um, during this time. And this is actually the time where we get like the great Gatsby from mm. where you see all this wealth that was going on, but there's a lot of alcohol at the same time, which is kind of shocking mm -hmm. um but it was very popularized the cocktail the cocktail party or became famous during this time did you ever see the great gatsby movie oh yeah 100 leo is just oh he kills it incredible um and anyway so it's funny that we talk about this but this was like alcohol was still very prevalent during this time it was yeah. just illegal yeah. um and it wasn't repealed <laughs> until 1933 which at that time united states was in the depth of the Great Depression, <laughs> and we'll have talk. We'll have talked about later about Great Gatsby gets mentioned by another mobster later on. Another episode we'll do, and then um, uh, also just how some areas stay dried. It after. is true. Yeah, there are still dry counties in the yeah, United States. In Tennessee. Yeah. Um, Jack Daniels, where it's made, 
Is, uh, right, dry county. Is it a dry county? Actually, <laughs> so ironic. <laughs> so uh, I'm not sure how taste testing is going there. <laughs> I think they have an exception in there, but yeah, it's just it's just ironic. <laughs> it's very ironic. It's uh, it's interesting. There's still blue laws on the books, which are you know basically mm-hmm. dry things like selling alcohol on Sundays or something like that. So with the Volstead Act, everything in mind, Cole was not afraid to do what it took to rise to the top of the gangster tree. So his aggressive and volatile personality made him a man to be feared and willingness to murder to get what he wanted, hence the nickname Mad Dog. (laughs) Um, And he was the trusted right-hand man of of Schultz. He soon became one of the Prohibition era's most feared enforcers. He had no problem using violence and being a ruthless killer. So the enforcer, that's what we like to see when they Mm. first start out. (laughs) Really committed to the process. Mm -hmm. Gotta start from the bottom. Mm. (laughs) The authorities started to take notice. Of course, in 1927, he was only 19 years old at this point and was accused of murder at a speakeasy. Have you ever had uh, that occur to you when you've been visiting the speakeasy? I've never been accused of murder. (laughs) Um, When the owner of the bar refused to sell bootleg alcohol to his boss, Schultz, Mad Dog was acquitted and seen innocent because his boss threatened the jury members with harm if they didn't find him innocent. (laughs) Can't figure out what's wrong with our judicial system. (laughs) Yeah. This, Going back to that bribery thing I was talking about a second ago. Yeah. This was a big turning point for Vincent. He started to feel invincible. Uh, I would too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And did what he wanted to do in order to live a fancy lifestyle. Without his boss's permission, he robbed the Sheffield Farms dairy in the Bronx for $17,000. This began a war between Mad Dog and Dutch Schultz. That's kind of interesting because Dutch saved his butt in jury and then they became... Like he turned on him, Mad Dog turned on him. He's Mad Dog. That's right. Can't direct him. Can't. He can't. Schultz met with Cole and reminded him he can't go rogue and needed permission before operating. Good. That's right. You need to talk to the family. <laughs> Instead of an apology, Vincent told Schultz it was men like him who really made the gang successful and demanded to be made partner. Oh. This was probably a mistake because his soon to be former boss was ruthless and Mad Dog was isolated for the rest of the gang. Which makes sense. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to do that stuff. Yeah, you got to make an example of him. So Vincent Cole got arrested again, but this time Schultz paid for his bail. He did this so his mob business wouldn't be exposed. So that's yeah. kind of interesting. So there's, a, there's a reason why. Yeah, uh, was out of his good heart. That's like I know how this is going to end. <laughs> so, however, Cole didn't show up to his hearing, so the bail money was forfeited. His former boss demanded that he pay him back, but Cole refused. Did you see that coming? Mm. <laughs> it's like, this ain't free. <laughs> Vincent then convinced half of Schultz's crew to join him and start a new gang. This led to, of course, a war between the two. I was already lost already. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I'm sure he wanted him to. Vincent Cole had no mercy. He would kidnap rival gang members, hold them for ransom. He hijacked beer trucks and sold the beer to bars at a discounted rate. Well, you could do that when you steal it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> he also burned down one of Schultz's beer warehouses. This kind of sounds almost like the Chicago Al Capone stuff. It does you know? a little bit. Cole then started murdering Schultz's associates and unsuccessfully tried to kill him. Schultz retaliated by taking out Cole's brother, Peter, and tried offering policemen bribes to kill the mad dog. That's funny, trying to pay off police to do it. No one would do it. Finally, there was a stalemate between the groups, and Vincent had gained some of his own territory in New York City. I guess that's how you muscle out. Yeah, I guess so. Yep. He would go to bar owners and take their business by force. He kept kidnapping mobsters, but then started kidnapping showmen and business owners. He just didn't know when to stop, did he? Keep going. He began to get 
began getting less and less friends because no one trusted him. I can't imagine why. Uh, Mad Dog didn't get what he wanted, though. He wanted the type of respect that Schultz and Oni Madden, who we talked about earlier, would get from the Irish immigrants. But instead, people didn't see him as one of his own. Like, they saw him as a, like a, just a criminal, violent. So he tried to get respect from his ethnic group. Cole attempted again at Schultz's crew. He was unsuccessful. And a uh, five-year-old was shot in the casualty. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's quite a plot twist. That's not good. The media portrayed him as a baby killer, and the mayor of New York gave him the nickname Mad Dog Cole. So, that's, you know, we have seen this before with the newspapers, but a politician. That's pretty interesting. It's a fitting name at this point. It's one of the more fitting names. Yeah. He was arrested not long after and went to trial. There was a famous mob lawyer named Sam Leibowitz. Or how do you pronounce that? Le- Leibow- Leibowitz. Leibowitz. <laughs> he was able to get him set free, even though the public wanted him to get the electric chair. Which makes sense. People believe he killed the five-year-old, you know? Yeah. Vincent made a mistake, though. Right after the trial, he agreed to the murder of Lucky Luciano. Luciano found out, of course, and killed the guy who hired Cole. Uh, which we need to talk about. Salvador Moranzano. Yeah. Then Luciano had Oni Madden hire Hitman to take him out. Mad Dog Cole had a $50,000 bounty on his head now. Which is a lot of money back then. Mm-hmm. But the mob's good for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But he trusted his lifelong criminal friend, Madden. His friend plotted for him to call him at a phone booth to discuss business. <laughs> now, now, Brandon, I think we're getting to where you believe. Yeah. Once Cole entered the drugstore's phone booth, three hitmen showed up. Two outside and one inside. The inside guy had a machine gun under his overcoat, which is very, like, movie style. Yeah. And looked at the store owner and said, stay cool now. <laughs> Then, <laughs> stay cool. <laughs> then enter, emptied the chamber on Cole. Schultz sent a wreath to his funeral with a letter saying, From the boys. <laughs> Vincent Cole was only 23 years old. Holy cow, he did all this in his life up to 23. What are we doing with our lives? <laughs> he was not getting killed. Yeah. He was engaged. Uh, the Irish mom was soon being taken over by the Italian mom, which. I guess I always knew that, but I didn't really put into perspective how that happened. But I guess slowly that makes sense. The Italian mob, like the Irish mob was there and the Italians kind of took over. Oh my gosh. Stay cool now. (laughs) From the boys. I have to look into it, but I believe the whole five-year-old getting killed, it may have been because of Vincicle, but may have not been. But they they worded it that way. The public. Yeah. And so that was the beginning of his downfall for sure. So not good. I still can't believe he had. They had such a good mobster lawyer to get them out of these situations, though. Not but, good. Yeah. So, anyways, so that's that's one of the more interesting people. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I just can't believe sent a a wreath with the letter from the boys. From the boys. That's what I expected my funeral, Brandon. It's it's sure. <laughs> the boys. I want a wreath that says "from the boys." Hopefully, we didn't offer you to get there. <laughs> Well, that's our episode of Do You Know the Mob. Thank you for listening. As always, please follow and subscribe. My name is Samuel Brennan. And this is Brandon Ellis. Catch you later.